When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition, Election Day edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. A possible day of reckoning for the Democrat Party in Virginia as a super close race about to play out between Terry McAuliffe, the former governor of Virginia, and Glenn Youngkin, a political newcomer who has been in Fuego recently on the campaign trail, picking up a lot of momentum. We'll bring you the latest on that, what this is all about, how it's likely to play out in Virginia, what it means for the whole country, wherever you are across the country, Florida, Utah, Texas, Maine, Nevada, California, schools, school board meetings, CRT, and parental involvement, and the parents' counter-revolution, I like to call it, because it really is a revolution against the leftists' uh, radicalism. That's all underway right now. We've also got the just the simply absurd COP26 summit to talk a little bit about. Leonardo DiCaprio did fly commercial because he's a hero. He's a hero, folks. That's right. Flew commercial for the first time probably in 20 years. Uh, but we'll talk Third, since he was 12, probably. Probably. Buck. I mean, since un- he was doing growing paint. Unbelievable. Uh, but here we are now. Seeing this uh, situation in Virginia. Uh, oh, and also I'll have updates for you on the New York City standoff between with firefighters, NYPD, who are on unpaid medical leave right now, and the city of New York, who blinks. What happens? Where does this go? I got to tell you, if you're looking for people to bend, FDNY and NYPD, not high on the list. But let's get into the Youngkin versus McAuliffe race, because tomorrow we're hopefully going to have results. I know I'm concerned, too. There already are these reports of people being told they have to wear a mask to vote, even in places that don't have mask mandates, counties that don't have it. So why is that happening? We'll follow that. We'll track that down. By the way, if you have run into that problem or you have an issue with any of the voting going on in Virginia that you've experienced personally today, 800-282-2882 is the number to call. We'll open up those lines for you Anybody who's got insights on the ground from Virginia, please let us know what's happening. Here is Glenn Youngkin this morning on Fox telling everybody why this race, regardless of who wins, 
is a big deal. I think what I'll take away from it is that, first of all, a guy who started 10 months ago with a 2% name ID in a poll that had a 3% margin of error, who spends time out listening to voters and meeting with them and holding roundtables and, and presenting a platform that, that actually, it actually impacts those issues that are most important to Virginians. Clay, Youngkin's had quite a run so far. I woke up excited, Buck. I woke up this morning excited because I want Virginians to help to lead us back to sanity in this country. And I know there are many of you voting on a variety of different issues all over the country. Buck, I think Minneapolis has got police on the ballot and how exactly defund the police is going to be uh, applied going forward. Seattle has got important elections going on. We got a New Jersey governor's race that could end up way tighter than people anticipated there as well. But most of the eyes of the nation are going to be on Virginia, a state that Joe Biden won by 10 points. And there is a lot of cautious optimism that Glenn Youngkin is going to flip the state of Virginia back into the red column. And if this happens, I think it's going to send out shockwaves throughout the country because Democrats are going to be running scared as we get closer to a year from now when 2022 happens and there is a monster red tide that I think is going to sweep across the entire country, particularly in the House and also in the Senate. And people out there who may say, well, why does this matter? It matters because there are going to be, I think, congressmen and potential Senate uh, senators and or Congress candidates and Senate candidates who are going to look at this, who are Democrats and say, I don't know that I want 2022 to be the year that I decide to run. And I think conversely, there are going to be top Republicans who are making decisions, let's say in New Hampshire, where you got Sununu trying to decide whether or not he wants to run for the Senate and potentially take back a seat for Republicans. I think there are going to be many people out there who look at these results and say, okay, the situation is ripe. I need to run in 2022. So this has shockwave opportunities in the state of Virginia to send a message about fighting against Biden, the authoritarianism, the woke alliance that is driving the Democratic Party. I think it has a big uh, impact potentially in the way that Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema feel standing up against the Build Back Better Bernie bill that is trying to be uh, foisted upon them right now. If the nation shows up and shows that they do not support Democratic policies, I think those senators will be emboldened. I think many moderate Democrats will be emboldened. And we may see some seismic changes in Washington, D.C. That's why this matters, in particular in Virginia. And you know this, Buck. We both have lived in D.C. If you're close to the nation's capital, people pay more attention to what happens. Everybody goes in and out of northern Virginia. They expect that that is a Democratic stronghold now. If they lose Virginia, it's going to register in a way that another state might not, right? Just based yeah. on the geographic proximity. The, the spillover from Washington, D.C., which is 90% plus Democrat, is what is now turning Virginia effectively yes. into a blue-purple state instead of a red-purple state. So this would be it would be big from an electoral perspective, but there's also the issues that we're seeing play out here. On the positive side, you've got the Youngkin teacher 
involvement, counter-revolution, as I like to call it, against CRT madness. They keep trying this. There is no CRT. We don't teach CRT. And then when people say, well, hold on, go on the Virginia Department of Education website and you'll find CRT training right there in front of you. They go, oh, well, it's a racist dog whistle to not like CRT. Parents don't like their kids being taught (laughs) divisive crap, and they really don't like being told they're insurrectionists or domestic terrorists because they don't like being told or rather they don't like their kids being taught that crap and then they're lied to about it so they get particularly upset about this um there's been an obvious effort to use the most underhanded nasty racial insinuations about young candidates supporters the very end you may have seen there's this photo going around a number of blue check journalists just happened to get kind of the oh, same yeah. photo I saw. I of saw. a guy with a big old jean jacket on and just happens to right smack in the middle of the jacket have a newly sewn on very very sort of shiny and new looking confederate flag and they're all going oh look it's just at the youngkin rally sure after we had the tiki torch false flag last week sorry libs not gonna buy it but we have to call it out because they're hoping that people that don't spend all day thinking about politics will see this and come to a different conclusion and that's also why you're seeing Terry McAuliffe make these ugly smears and insinuations about Youngkin, about his supporters. But he's stumbled a lot, Clay. McAuliffe has had some big problems, some big misses here. And this is just, I think, I think another one where he straight up says, you know what the problem is, the Virginia, Virginia school system, Clay? Too many white teachers. We've got to diversify our teacher base here in Virginia. 50% of the students at Virginia schools, K-12, 50% are students of color. And yet 80 percent of the teachers are white. We all know what we have to do in a school to make everybody feel comfortable in school. So let's diversify. So here's what I'm going to do. We'll be the first state in America. If you'll teach. I mean, Clay, by the way, I love you. We all know. No, we don't all know that. What? You now have racial quotas for teachers. You lunatic. Like, what is he even talking about? By the way. You know where his kids go to school, right? Private school. The most expensive private school in the D.C. area, $40,000 a year, the Potomac School in Maryland. But, you know, he loves the public school system. Yeah, and and as a public school parent, the idea that you would be upset about what the racial makeup of your teachers is, this is desperation. And the challenge that Terry McAuliffe has is it's hard to try to be a racist dog whistler which is what he's doing to try to motivate turnout when your governor democrat northam is in blackface when your attorney general also was in blackface when he was in college it's hard to argue that glenn youngkin is unacceptable for race related reasons when democrats have already excused extreme racist behavior by their own currently elected officials. And I think that falls flat with very many people out there who, to your point, Buck, I mean, there's a difference between saying, hey, we want the best teachers and saying, hey, we want the best teachers and they must be this particular color. People don't take the next step. I don't care what what color the teachers are of my kids who go to public school. I want the best possible teacher for them, regardless of color or gender or anything else. I just want good teachers, period. That's where parents are. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of American parents, Clay, would agree with you. And that's why I think when you see this, when you when you have this moment of McAuliffe pandering and and going into these places that he just thinks 
are useful for his own political purposes, irrespective of what it does, what it says about parents in his own community, irrespective. I mean, he keeps talking about the racist dog whistle. He's saying that that the parents who are upset about CRT, about the transgender bathroom policy, even about masks, are a bunch of racists. I mean, this is the game that he's playing in Virginia. Now, that may make his hardcore Democrat supporters feel good because they love to stick a thumb in the eye of the other side in whatever way they can. But for the independent swing voters, people that live in Loudoun County that may be changing it up after the last election, I think, look, I'm hoping it's a losing formula for McAuliffe, who's a, a slimy but but cagey fellow. Um, and it's going to be a very close race. I do worry that there'll be some, you know, water main break somewhere. I'm not, I can't tell you I'm not concerned. There'll be a water main break. All of a sudden, the counting will stop. And there'll be all these bags of votes for McAuliffe that show up. I'm worried about it, but who knows? I think I understand worry and fear, um, certainly. But I think we have to tell every single Virginian, do everything that you can. I'm big on do everything that you can. And when it comes to voting, that means show up and make sure that you are there to punch your ballot and that you have done everything you can and let external forces take care of themselves. Because to me... What we need is an overwhelming victory where it's not in the margins. Because we know McAuliffe has already retained a, uh, an attorney despite the fact, yes. Despite the fact that Democrats talk about the importance of sanctity of elections, it's amazing how Terry McAuliffe knows he's going to be in a tight election and he's already got one of the most aggressive election attorneys out there to try and challenge the results. We need to kick his ass. We need to not win. And I mean this seriously for everybody listening to us right now in Virginia. I don't want this to be the equivalent of a two-point conversion on the final play of the game where it comes down to one play and whether you win or not. I want to kick ass, and that's what we need people in Virginia to do. And if they all show up, I really do think we're going to kick ass tonight, and I think we're going to have a result where Glenn Youngkin is your next governor of Virginia and everybody all over the country in Democratic politics gulps because they say, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to work. This mom revolution that we started talking about months ago, we were ahead of this buck. We talked about it spreading across the country. It's not just Loudoun County. It's not just Williamson County where I am. It is spreading across the whole country. The mom revolution is real. It's coming out of the suburbs, and moms are going to be leading the ass-kicking, I think, of what's going to happen in Virginia. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, by the way, busy month coming up. Next Thursday, November 11th, is Veterans Day. That day means a lot to all of us and to Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They're recognizing those we lost in the war on terror in a ceremony on Veterans Day, and that's just one of the special events they have planned. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, they'll give away a mortgage-free home every day. This is how they make an effort to give families of our injured and fallen soldiers their sense of security. And Buck, they will give 200 mortgage-free homes to families in need. Help Tunnel to Towers to do good. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. Remember, this is only done with your support and help. Do what you can at the beginning of this holiday season before things get busy to remember the families of our first responders and those military members fighting the war on terrorism. Again, Tunnel to Towers. Go donate today. T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you spending your 2021 election day with us, breaking down everything in the world of the political universe, and obviously all of the focus right now on the state of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin going up against Terry McAuliffe, and Terry McAuliffe has done everything in his power to try to make Glenn Youngkin Donald Trump because, frankly, Terry McAuliffe doesn't, it appears, have a lot of great political instincts. And what he's trying to do is what saved Gavin Newsom and worked in California was down the stretch run of the recall election. They just tried to make Larry Elder, remember the unbelievable L.A. Times article which called Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy, which is next level crazy. But listen, this is the closing argument of Terry McAuliffe, who, by the way, given an idea of how tone deaf he is, he had Randy Weingarten of the Teachers Associations as one of his speakers, Buck. I mean, you're trying to combat uh, education issues. I'm not sure there's anybody who makes parents more furious right now than teachers union heads who didn't allow their schools to be open for years. It's appalling, but this is also where Democrats get a lot of their political power from. And I think Terry McAuliffe has actually had some of the missteps that he has because it has just been a Democrat politician mantra for as long as any of us have been alive, really. You back the teachers unions, you back the education system as it is. You know, you don't want charter schools, you don't want choice, and you sure as heck don't want parents showing up at school board meetings 
upset and wanting their voices heard about the shortcomings of the actual educational institution their tax their tax dollars are paying for. So I think that he may have miscalculated, but also been a little bit pushed into those miscalculations about what he said here, because it's just been the dogma. You back whatever the teachers union, whatever the you know, the the apparatus and the bureaucrats want is what a Democrat politician is supposed to do in the public school system. While, of course, the politicians all send their kids to private school. That's always the most fun part of all this. The most and by the way, the media doesn't even follow up and ask if you're going to be espousing the virtues of public school. Isn't it fair to ask a politician who is trying to tell you what should and shouldn't happen in public school, whether or not their kids go to public school? Why, why aren't Virginia public schools good enough for Terry McCall's yes. kids? I just want to know. Right. Why does he send his kids to a $40,000 plus a year school? I, I mean, I know people that went to that school when I lived in D.C. They were all over yeah. government, right? Uh, but they do this, by the way, Clay, and they send their kids to schools that are concentrations of both wealth and whiteness, by the way. Yes, These are overwhelmingly yes. white and rich schools. And then Terry McAuliffe turns around and is acting like he's a civil rights hero because he wants the people listening to this show who don't have their kids in $40,000 private schools in Virginia to have their kids learning about the you know white oppressor in school. Oh, it's maybe not. It's definitely amazing when I, as a K-12 through public school student, get lectured by spoiled rich kids who spent their entire life in uh, private school about my opinion on masks. And by the way, uh, Terry McAuliffe calls uh, his opponent, what do you think, Glenn Trumpkin. This is last night, or Sunday night, I should say, in Manassas, Virginia, northern Virginia area. Listen to this. Play he cut says, two. day one, all masks come off and all vaccine requirements of teachers goes away. Do you really want parents here sending your child to first grade where the teacher's not vaccinated, they're not wearing masks? No! Well, that's what you get with Glenn Trumpin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I'd be ecstatic. It sounds amazing. If, if, it uh, sounds amazing. No masks and no vaccine mandate. I mean, you the, might have the, people that's start moving to Virginia for, uh, for the Youngkin Revolution. No kidding. Uh, hey, you know, Black Friday's not very far away, but why are you trying to save money in advance of Black Friday? Do you know when you switch from Pure Talk to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you can save an average family $800 a year thanks to Pure Talk. They're selling the iPhone 12 for less than $500, just $479, way ahead of Black Friday. New phone without even having to change your number, but a much cheaper cell phone for, uh, service. There's money to be saved. I've done this myself. My own son has a Pure Talk wireless phone, and we love it. Plus, you can get unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network for just $30 a month. And right now, 30-day risk-free guarantee. No risk at all. Dow pound 250 and say, Pure Talk, listen to me. Grab your phones in your hand. 50% off your first month. Lots to save. Plus, brand new phones available. All you have to do, pound 250, say, Pure Talk, some restrictions apply. Call for details today. Pound 250. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm here in NYC on the front lines of the showdown of the vaccine mandate between de Blasio, the worst mayor, and now if he gets his way, just file the paperwork, folks. The would-be governor, perhaps, of New York, which is a horrifying thought. Um, Clay's out in Nashville, Tennessee, and we are spending some time today, obviously, focused in on Virginia. We wanted to get some uh, ground truth from all of you, and then I want to bring you up to speed on this vaccine mandate showdown in America's largest city here in NYC. And we always appreciate our 
WOR listeners joining us each and every day. Thank you so much, and uh, we really appreciate all of you. Um, we got Jeannie in Virginia. Wanted to just weigh in real quick here. Jeannie, what's it like in Virginia on big on the big decision day? Uh, yes, I just left the polls. I'm on my way to work, and I'm cautiously optimistic. You saw a lot of enthusiasm, people excited? It's the first time in 23 years I've ever stood in line in our rural community. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. And when you say stand in line, like, did there seem to be a lot of enthusiasm at the polls? Uh, what rural community yeah. are you in, by the way? I am in a rural section of Suffolk, Virginia. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, Jeannie, well, thank thanks so much for doing your part. Please spread the word. Make sure that everyone you know who's going to vote the right way is going to get out there and vote. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Stephen, also, obviously, Virginia. What's up, Stephen? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. I'm uh, I'm calling from Williamsburg, James City County. And uh, the turnout here has been just great. And I hung out for a while just to kind of listen to how people talk and get a sense of what's happening. And uh, there's a lot of us out there voting today. Uh, like the previous caller said, got a really good vibe today. Really felt good energy out there. So, yeah, things are looking good. Uh, no problems to get through the polls, mask mandates, anything like that. It was smooth sailing. But, no mask uh, mandate. Okay. Thanks, we definitely, thank you for that, Stephen. We definitely want to know, by the way, if anyone has been told you can't vote without a mask in Virginia, please call in. Tell us what, what you came up with uh, or came up against. With or that if one. you saw someone happening to someone else right. while you were in line. Like, we're just kind of curious. We've heard some reports on that. And by the way, everybody vote. Right. We want as many of you out there listening to us right now all over the Commonwealth of Virginia. You guys have an opportunity Virginia, birthplace of presidents. You can be the birthplace of the Joe Biden regime's ass-kicking if you all go out and vote today, uh, which I think is going to happen. I think we're going to know tonight, Buck. I'm excited to kick back, put my feet up, and watch the election results start to come in. Or we'll come in tomorrow and uh, do some scotch, maybe, while the show's on and drown <laughs> our sorrows be, in you might, know, McAuliffe's still be drunk, but I will say victory. this, because even if uh, Youngkin does not win... The fact that he has made a Biden plus 10 state this competitive where it's white knuckled down the stretch, best case scenario for Democrats, is an incredible sign for the districts and the state offices that will be in play in 2022 that the Democrats are going to have to defend and that a lot of you out there listening are going to be able to yeah. raise your voices and be heard in districts and in states that maybe you weren't anticipating having as much of an impact. This is the Democrats trying to avert right before the midterm year gets kicked off catastrophe. That's all. Yes. If they if they squeak out a win for McAuliffe, it's not, you know, it's not uh, end zone dance, dance time. It's, you know, get ready for a few more quarters here of really tight football. You see what I did there, Clay? It's a good uh, analogy. Thank you. Dave in Virginia. What do you got here, Dave? Hey, yeah, Connie from Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, looked really good. Got in and out quickly. I think I was the 306th voter at about 9 o'clock. And, um, no mask, Dave, nah, right? Yeah. No mask. And it uh, was easy to get in and out. Um, the polls were showing, like you had said, the Fox poll was 8%. The Trump, Trump, whatever the Trump, Trump of their poll was... Yeah, no, we know it's, it's going to be close, man. Dave, we appreciate it. Thank you for waiting and getting that vote done. Please tell your friends, tell everybody to get out there. Every vote is going to count. Virginia's going to be one of these ones, Clay, where I think people will be like, oh, they'll see the numbers and they'll say, it really, you know, 
it, it really does feel like it matters. You know, when you see someone's ahead by three million votes or something, you figure, ah, what am I, you know, this is what I deal with in New York all the time. What does my vote do? The Democrats yes. outnumber us three to one, but, or two to one statewide. But when you see it uh, play out as closely as I think it will, it gets people motivated. Speaking of New York, seamless transition. Yes. Uh, that's how we roll. So we have, Clay, this situation I just mentioned to Blasio. This is continuing to play out. It's almost, I mean, it's a showdown. It's a game of chicken, which I feel like no one ever makes that reference anymore, where the two cars are going to smash into each other and who's going to pull off the road first. Here's de Blasio saying, now the mayor of New York, 9,000 city employees. That is a lot of city employees on unpaid leave. We've got now approximately 9,000 city employees on leave without pay today. So let's do it again. 9,000 city employees in leave without pay status at this moment out of a workforce of almost 400,000. So that's less than 6% of the entire workforce. Now, again, every one of those 9,000 is welcome to come back, get vaccinated. We've got about 12,000 who have applied for a religious or medical exemption. That will be worked on over the coming days, and they'll get their answer. Either they get the exemption or they don't, and then they should act accordingly. If they don't get the exemption, come back to work. If they do, then they do. What are you hearing about this exemption idea? Are they going to be granted leniently, or are almost all of them going to be shut down? And the reason why I'm asking is, when you don't already have a ruling in place for these exemptions, it makes me think that this may be the back door that allows pretty much everybody to continue to work. We're going to grant a lot of these exemptions. Yeah, I think that the exemptions, in some cases, they're put in place in some states for the Clay Travis plan, if you will, which yes. is to let people keep going. In New York, oh, no. No, they're doing it because if uh, now there are legal challenges. You may have seen Cook County in Chicago, huge county, obviously a lot of, I mean, I believe, I believe, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I said Chicago, so obviously yeah, in yeah. Illinois. Uh, Cook County, uh, a judge there just said that the vaccine implementation program for their police force is on pause. Uh, so that's actually a pretty big uh, win for the people here. Suspended the requirement that all Chicago police officers be vaccinated by the end of the year. That's So, so if there's a legal challenge, that's where the exemptions, I think, are coming in for New York. They'll say, oh, we're allowing exemptions. But I think to answer your question, they're going to be very tight on them because, Clay, how many of the 9,000 who are just saying no, if they start hearing about all the exemptions, the 12,000 are getting going to say, all right, fine, I want an exemption, right? Well, so, that's the way they solved the issue in Williamson County where my kids are in public school. But they wanted they, to solve it in Williamson. Well, they want you to bend the knee in New York. That's Well, the that, that, there's a lot of truth, truth to that. But they granted every religious or health exemption that any kid their families put in right is a one-page form you click a button and you know all of them immediately got granted I, I, which i think was the right call you th- I, I would i would agree i would say you know in the case of of the mayor of new york city bill de blasio here you can tell the way he set this up he's basically saying this is a war of attrition and i've got more ammo and more mres you know i'm We'll sit here and you're gonna not get your paychecks and we'll see who blinks first so it really is a standoff situation uh, but I, I, I think you're going to see cops and firefighters right now who are on leave who are going to say, all right, maybe I'll take that DeSantis $5,000, uh, you know, check bounty to come down and join, uh, join a police force in the state of Florida. Maybe. Oh, by the way, we have Governor Ron DeSantis joining the show at two o'clock today. So I think everybody uh, should definitely stick around for that. 205 Eastern Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. We obviously been talking about the Florida situation a lot. Florida miracle for many here of feeling freedom during the covid era. Uh, but Clay, I, I 
the people that I'm hearing are saying that they're the people that I'm talking to are saying they will not bend to get the shot. Those who are out, they've known this is coming and they're going to exhaust legal challenges. And we'll see the only thing that turns the tide against de Blasio. And this could play out in other cities across the country, too, depending on how it goes. Does the city start to feel like it can actually keep the train on the tracks without those? Let's what is it? Uh, Twenty one thousand, I think, in total is the number we're talking about right now. And it just takes a couple of anecdotes. Somebody calls 911, nothing happens, someone dies, and you start saying, wait, you're, the vaccine mandate's about saving lives when police aren't working and when firefighters aren't there and when sanitation is piling up. That has a direct quality of life and sometimes life direct impact. And those anecdotes, those viral stories, New York Post, local media will be covering them even though the New York Times of the world try to cheerlead for the vaccine mandates. By the way, we were just talking about this off uh, air. How do you buy additional properties? How do you finance your own mortgage? How do you put everything in your life in the best financial foot forward? You've been doing this lately, Buck. It's a smart move because mortgage rates are so incredibly low. You can save up to $1,000 a month, $12,000 a year. I know it's Christmas season already. I know we haven't gotten to Thanksgiving yet, but you know what I'm talking about. The store displays are up. The uh, advertisements are out there. Your kids are coming to you talking about what they want for Christmas. You got a lot of obligations to buy for the friends and families, everybody out there. Why not put your financial house in order with American financing right now? What would $12,000 extra mean? Plus, you could skip two payments. You could skip November and December. Put some more extra money in your pocket with a brand new mortgage. Buck, how do people get hooked up with American Financing? It's easy. And as Clay said, I'm actually doing this. I'm getting my mortgage right now from American Financing. So I know their customer service is fantastic. They make it so easy and straightforward for you. And you'll get a great rate. My rate is looking like it's going to be fantastic. Call American Financing at 800-777-8109. That's 800 800- 777-8109 or visit AmericanFinancing.net American Financing NMLS 182334 NMLS Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. We've got Ron DeSantis coming up top of Hour 3. Had Tucker Carlson on yesterday. Tons of great guests lined up this week. Donald Trump on Friday. You miss any of those guests, you just search out Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. You can go listen to any one of those guests. You can scroll through, pick the hour of your choice. Buck, sometimes you win not because you are great, but because your opponents are idiots. And I feel like in many ways, that's what's going on across the country as Joe Biden's poll numbers increasingly collapse. There's a lot of dumb things said on television every single day. A lot of the dumb things are said in particular on MSNBC. But this guy, Jason Johnson, went on and he said the reason why Joe Biden's poll numbers are low is because he hasn't focused enough on January 6th. In a larger macro political sense, this is also why Biden's numbers are where they are. Those people who voted for him, those Americans who actually believe in this country, believe in democracy, including people who didn't vote for Biden, but are certainly not insurrectionist terrorists, they feel like they got punched in the face on January 6th. They saw the whole country get attacked and they want a president who's going to fight back. They want a president who talks about these terrorists the same way that we heard George Bush and Bill Clinton talk about terrorism for 20 years. They want to hear that about these people. It seems like they're being treated with kid gloves. First of all, I mean, this is crazy on a number of levels, but I want to say at some level, Clay, I love it. I yeah. hope the Democrats go all Listen in to this idiot. on on, yeah, on Trump voters. We're all terrorists. We're all Al Qaeda. We're all ISIS. That's right. That This is the kind of messaging that the intelligentsia of the Democrat Party is putting out there now. Try that one because, you know, independence. Even people that maybe voted last time for Biden, they hear that, they go, huh, is there like a weird brain amoeba that has destroyed the, you know, the inside of the craniums of all these different Democrats such that they can't see reality? At some level, Clay, the Virginia election and just the general perception of politics in America right now and why Biden's flailing so much is there's the narrative, January 6th, Trump, all this stuff. And then there's the reality of, you got an incompetent quasi-senile president who's not getting it done. People don't like what's happening. We haven't gotten out of COVID, and they're sick of all the crap and being treated poorly by their own government because they won't swallow the narrative full of lies. That's and, what's happening. Yes, that's well said. The reason why Biden's poll numbers are so low is because he's failing on every level. But remember, he tried this roadmap already. He tried to compare January 6th to the Civil War. He said it was the biggest attack on America. Remember, Buck, he had that big uh, discussion in, uh, I think it was Philadelphia. They did a big address. So Biden's going to talk about January 6th and the voting rights bills and everything else. 
And he tried to argue with a straight face to the American public that January 6th represented the biggest threat to America since the Civil War. And people stopped back and said, well, you know, Pearl Harbor was kind of a big deal. And the Great Depression, kind of a significant aspect. And, uh, you know, World War II, the Nazis, kind of a big deal. Like the argument that that January 6th was the biggest threat to America since the Civil War is so insanely dumb that the American public as a whole totally pushed Joe Biden, senile Joe, out the door. And it, it, even his people were like, yeah, this is a bad, bad argument In for 2018, us. there was a crazy Bernie supporter who yes. ran around and tried to assassinate Almost a dozen conservative members of Congress, and not tried to as in he wrote some you know scary letters yes. or something. He showed up at a baseball diamond, shot Steve Scalise, almost murdered Senator asked Rand Paul. Asked whether they were Republicans and first, asked and if they were started Republicans. Shooting. And I mean, think about what that would have done to American politics. Yes. And that actually, ha- like, that was in yes. progress going on. Thank it God there were those cap- there there were those two Capitol police officers who were actually there and bravely uh, you know exchanged fire, took out the shooter, but. I mean, this notion that there needs to be a, a greater focus on January 6th, they got people in solitary confinement for six months for trespassing. This is why the uh, the, the Tucker Carlson documentary we talked yes. about yesterday is so important, because on the one hand, I, I got two things. One is I want to deep dive into we should really know what happened that day, everything, not just the CNN version of like, oh, it was going to be the overthrow of the government, which is insane. And no one the really first believes overthrow that. of the government by grandmas with selfie sticks in the history of the world. And I also want everyone to remember there was another insurrection of sorts that lasted for months, which was the BLM riots of 2020, which affected even my own neighborhood, my own oh, yeah. city. This wasn't just in rhetorical terms. I saw this. I heard this. It was something that we were aware of that made people frightened, made my own family members concerned for their safety in their own neighborhood. When people are mobs are smashing store windows and threatening uh, to do worse. That is concerning. And we had an election held with all that going on where storefronts had to be boarded up and people across the the country and cities were prepared for mayhem and chaos if Joe Biden didn't win. And they want That's to right. lecture us on the sanctity of democracy? Give me a break. They they held a gun to democracy's head this election. We all saw it. And you know what's going to happen if Glenn Youngkin wins a close race in Virginia. Terry McAuliffe's going to say it's because of voter suppression and racism, and he's going to file lawsuits to try to overturn the election because he's already been showing up with Stacey Abrams, who has become the patron saint of the Democratic Party, despite the fact that she lost in Florida, sorry, Georgia, by 50,000 votes and has never conceded that she lost that election, yet she represents the heartblood of the Democratic Party, and she is the biggest election denier out there. So there are some predictions that are fun to make because you and I both know that it's definitely going to happen. Here, here's yes. an easy prediction for everybody out there. If this election is close and the McAuliffe minions are activated to bring you know challenges and you know legal stuff, whatever, like, uh, like the turning of a battleship, It'll just all at once, it'll shift, and questioning elections, Clay, will be the heart and soul of our democracy. Yes. yes. It'll be our patriotic That's how you defend the democracy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Defending it by undermining it. That's, I guarantee you, folks, hopefully it won't get to that, because as Clay says, there's going to be a butt-kicking. But let's talk about why there will perhaps be that butt-kicking of McAuliffe by Glenn Youngkin uh, he definitely would beat him in one-on-one basketball. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And we'll talk about the Virginia race. Plus, I want to make fun of the climate religion lunatics and their worship of the child god, Greta Thunberg. So Clay's going to let me tee off on that at some point today because those people drive me nuts. That's all coming up. Plus, Ron DeSantis, top of the third hour. Hang with us. Great Tuesday show. 
You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.